0: Tonight, I want to... In the last while, I'd, a lot of people have asked questions around and we've heard about running this race. I want to tell you that you're not just aimlessly running this race. That there is a reward for running a race. There's a first place. There is something that the Lord wants to reward us with. And in the Bible, there is a mention... Of five different crowns that we can run for. The interesting thing is that this word that is used in the original Greek language is Stefano or Stephanos. That's what my name means, Steve and I. That's what our names mean. It means crowned or laurel wreath or crowned one. But we all run this race to receive crowns, and it's the victor's crown. Because we've been victorious. So tonight, if you would like to just um, with me, I would love to look at crowns in Scripture as it's mentioned. It's a symbol. It's always a symbol of victory given to the winners in the greek games or the contest so uh, maybe you've seen this before the laurel wreath was a little kind of made out of olive branches sometimes different types of branches that they've used but the bible says that we will receive an incorruptible crown that crown is corruptible i mean in three days it's kind of a lip it's dead it's gone but for us we're running this race for a Crown that is incorruptible. It's a reward. It's a price. Sophanos is the word for crown that we're gonna to use tonight in this discussion. And something interesting is maybe we can look at two verses quickly before we get to something interesting. There's a lot of interesting things. One Corinthians, one Corinthians chapter 9, 25. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. That's why I'm not an athlete. (laughs) Because I don't have self-control in all things. (laughs) They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable wreath. Okay. So we're running for a crown that's imperishable. And this is that word that we see there. Okay. Wreath or crown that's used here is Stephanos. And 2 Timothy 2, verse 5 as well. An athlete is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. Yes, that's the again used, crowned. So you've got to play against, uh, like, according to the rules as well. There's boundaries, Christian. There's certain things that we must do. Play according to the rules. Stephanus is also used as an ornament sometimes in festivities. I'm not going to read all these scriptures or sometimes in celebrations. Sometimes we see it in Proverbs 1 verse 9. We see it in Proverbs 4 verse 9. We see it in Song of Solomon 311. We see it in Isaiah 28 verse 1. So the De- Stephanos was always used to honor someone publicly. Always was always used to honor someone publicly okay so there's going to be a day that we will be honored publicly in front of everybody there's a day that Jesus is gonna we're gonna receive these crowns and we will be honored publicly and it's it's to those who have distinguished themselves in service Or given to someone for their worthiness. You are worthy. But we we say worthy are you Lord. But there's a day that Jesus is going to come and put a crown on Logan's head and say you are worthy Logan. You are worthy. Here's the amazing thing we see in the book of Revelation. I'm running ahead of my notes here but But we see these 24 elders around the throne with crowns, with Stephanos, that they've already received. And they throw it down at the feet of Jesus and say, you are worthy. And I can just imagine Jesus coming and picking up the crown and putting it back on the heads. 24 hours a day, that's what they do. So as many crowns as I have, I can be able to throw down. At his feet and, and say, you are worthy, Lord. I'm not worthy. You are worthy. But he's going to honor us one day for running this race with endurance. Ah, oh, man. These were worn at the parousia. Now, if you've, if you've used some words in the Bible... The parousia is the return of a king. And there is a day that the king is going to come back. And they would wear these crowns, these perishable crowns, waiting for the king. They're ready for him. So we will have these imperishable ones that we wait for him. And we say, we wait for your return. And here we are to worship you, Lord. The king, on the other hand, he would wear what we would call a diadem. That's another word for a crown. But we never wear diadems. We always wear Stephanos. The king wears the diadem. Revelation 19 says, Jesus comes back, the rider on the white horse, and he's wearing many crowns, many diadems in actual fact. So that's only for the king. Oh man, let's get to ranking. There's a ranking of these things. There's a ranking of these, of these grounds. So the first ground that we see, and it's, there's, oh, there's a possibility that we can place these things in order. So the first one that we see is 1 Corinthians 9.25, and we read that already. This is the first one, the incorruptible or imperishable ground. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath. But we, an imperishable. This ground would be the first level. I'm going to call it level. Steve feels like, is this like a, like a game? Like level one? It's kind of like that. It's called progressive sanctification. In other words, it's how we progress as Christians. As in our walk. Every single day. Heilig Holiness. It's the process. The word holy means otherness. Just by the way. God wants us to look different. Holiness means otherness. We're very different to the world. The Bible calls us aliens. The world is looking for aliens. The Bible calls us aliens. Okay. It's not in Area 52. Just go to your local church. Okay. Okay. Sojourners, he says, we, we, we're passing through. So, so this one, this first one, the incorruptible crown, it indicates mastery over the sin nature. It's the first thing. Mastery over the sin nature. I remember as a young Christian, there were progressively things, like certain things like swearing, it just like you just stop. If, str- if you struggled with smoking, it, sometimes that thing just falls away. If you've been involved in drugs and things like that, it might take a little bit longer. But then progressively, as you fall more in love with Jesus, there is a mastery over sin. Sin should never master over you anymore. Because the Bible says that if we're grace where what must happen? Then sin will not continue. Certainly not, Paul says. We can't say, well, I'm under grace and I can just do whatever I want to do. Erroneous teaching that. I'm sorry. You change. You start looking like Jesus. You start doing what the master wants. He says that you were once a slave to sin. He was your master and it's a very hard task, master. But he says, now you are a slave to righteousness. So the Corinthians are being urged to run the Christian life in such a way as to receive the reward in the end. I want to tell every single Christian, don't stop. There is, you know, this is thing that is happening in the world where Christians are talking about deconstructing their faith. It's the biggest lot of polony I've heard, on, heard of on this side. eternity it's the biggest lot of junk it's sin you just want to sin and sin has become a master in your life and now you want to deconstruct what does it mean oh don't be so judgmental stefan bible says we can judge fruit but not heart here's a scary thought jesus comes to a tree That's not even bearing fruit in its season. And he curses it and he dies. And his disciples are like, what are you doing? (laughs) It's not fig season. He says, but I was hungry. Man, we get it wrong. Let's deconstruct our faith. What does that mean? I don't understand it. There's one faith, the Bible says. There's one Lord one spirit. Now We can, you know, all roads lead to somewhere, to heaven, somewhere. No. One way. It's Jesus. Ah, I should get off my hobby wars. <laughs> you see, this is, there's an emphasis. There's an emphasis on self-control. They do not get a crown that will not last. But we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Paul is writing this. He says, I beat my body and make it my slave. So that after I have preached to others, I myself will be disqualified for the price. He says, I beat my body into, into submission. I will not give in to this, to this nature. Paul says the things I don't want to do, I often end up doing. The things I wanted to I don't do them. Paul cries out at one stage, he says, who will save me from this body of death? Paul understands that there is this struggle on a daily basis with sin. The things of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride in our lives, it's drawing us. But he says, I beat my body. That I will run this race with endurance. I will continue. Paul is focusing the believers on running the race or living the life God has given them to compete in. If you're sitting here tonight and you're a born again Christian, you are in a race. You're running. Some of you have received hurdles in the last 18, 16, 19 months, I don't know how long. A lot of hurdles. Some of you fell over that hurdle. But there is one that runs alongside you, the paracletos, as we've heard two weeks ago. The Holy Spirit. He's the one that says, come, you can do this. Run it with endurance. Just as each life has a race, each life has a reward available. Only those who run the race and run it according to the rules will get a price. Remember when I was in the army, we used to be in Simonstown. They used to drop us off right there in the bottom of Simonstown. Who knows Simonstown well? Right there at the bottom. It's called Red Hill Pass. It goes up like that. Okay. So if you're in the army, we, we used to have a little saying. Say, improvise, adapt, and overcome, and don't get caught. Okay. So... So we thought we're going to be clever. We're not going to run around. We're going to climb through the bushes, you know, <laughs> like those sections that's not rope. We're going to climb through the bushes. Oh, my goodness. We did get caught, and, and, and we, they took us, you know, like snakes and ladders. We went all the way back again, and they made us run up. But there's no shortcut. There's no shortcut to this race. And you have to play according to the rules. There's rules in the kingdom. You see, the crown that is an earthly race, or this thing that we run, like people run for, it will wither away. It's a little wreath. You know, sometimes it was made of celery, they say, or pine or whatever. And at the time of the victory, um... It looked good. It meant fame and prestige and fortune. And people are going to put crowns on your head in this life. They're going to say, well done, Logan. Oh, you're so good. Here's a little bonus. You know, that's the belief. (laughs) I don't know. prophet lie, not prophesy. (laughs) See, but this symbol. Is a symbol of victory. You see, it's not about fame. It's a symbol of victory for us as Christians. It's not just about the fame and look. I've completed my race. Look, I'm doing well every day, Friday. You know, get off your hobby horse, Stearfun. Paul does not run aimlessly. The meaning meaning that he does not. Live this Christian life without purpose or direction. He says it's like a boxer. He's not just heading into the air. There is something that he is doing. So each one of us, we're not just running aimlessly. There's a purpose. There's a reason why you're alive. Who would like to know what their purpose is in this life? We all, eh? In this life. Yes. What is your purpose in this life? Who wants to have a ministry in this life? Come on, I do. I can give all of you a ministry right now. It's called the ministry of reconciliation. Each one of you have a ministry. You can't tell me, I don't know what my ministry is. The Bible says you have a ministry of reconciliation. That's what you have. That's your purpose. Your purpose is to worship God. That's your purpose. The second crown that we see in the Bible... Is a crown of righteousness. Let's turn to 2 Timothy 4 verse 7 to 8. I fought the good fight. You see Paul talks about this. He uses this imagery all the time. I fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me. The crown of righteousness. Which the Lord the righteous judge. Will award to me on that day. And not only to me. But also to all who have loved He's appearing. Is that verse 7? Both. Okay. The second level or the second crown that we can receive is the crown of righteousness. And it's for those that live righteously in this world. Now, I'm not talking about living a self-righteous life. Because you and I actually have no righteousness of our own as Christians. It's nothing righteous. The Bible's very clear, Romans chapter three: No one's righteous, not even one. No one's righteous. But there is a righteousness through Jesus Christ, a right standing. You see, when, when I stand in front of the Father, that all that the Father is seeing is, he's seeing His Son, the advocate. He's seeing Jesus. Jesus says, "I paid the price in full." Everything that I've done is completed. It is finished. It's done. I've completed it. So therefore, the Bible talks about an imputed righteousness. A righteousness given to us by Jesus. And He wants us to continue in this righteousness. He wants us to live righteously in this world. To judge righteously. According to an upright standard that he has laid there for us. While we are looking forward to Christ's return. Uh, I think it was Jonathan Edwards that said this. He says, stamp eternity on my eyeballs. We need to constantly have an eternal perspective. We have a constant looking out onto that day. That day. Sometimes the Bible calls it that day. And some call it that day. That day, that horrendous day. For some people, it's going to be a horrible day. For us, it's going to be a joyous day. When Jesus returns. Man, I'm looking forward to it. As much as I love my family. And I want my family to be there with me. And I want them to receive their rewards. To work out their salvation with fear and trembling. I want this church to be there with us. Paul says, I long, I long that each one of you. He says, but I'm, I'm worried because, because like Eve was deceived. I'm worried that you might be lured away from a pure and a sincere devotion. This world is evil. It's evil. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. It will chew you up and spit you out. You see, we're not a people that is captivated by the world. But we hunger and we thirst. And thanks for that word of hungry that you, that you brought on that group this afternoon. We hunger and we thirst for righteousness. It says that's what we look for. Are you hungry? Are you thirsty for righteousness? Because the Bible says they that hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be satisfied. Shall be satisfied. I have fought the good fight. I've finished the race. I have kept the faith. This is a crown for righteous behavior. Yes. Yes, a righteous behavior, an upright life. You see, we anticipate. He says, can we put that scripture up again quickly? I want to show you something here. He says, awards not only to me, but also to have love disappearing. ah, ah. That have longed for some of the love disappearing. Some, some translation says that have longed. It's in the present tense, that word. We long for His return. Are you looking forward to the return of Jesus? Are you with the rest of Christendom looking forward? Not just an escape, you know, like beam me up, Scotty. Let's wrap you out of here. We're done now. Zip it up here. We're done. No, no. We truly long for his return. We loved his return. Are we longing for his return? The disciples, they cry out, Maranatha, come Lord Jesus, come. Jesus is not even away very long. And they're already crying out saying, come Lord Jesus, come. Come back. We miss you. He says, but it's better for you that I go because I give you. The Helper. You see, I have fought. I don't. Didn't even want to go into this, but is is the word agony? Zuma. So there's this fighting. Is this agony that we're going through sometimes? This this life is sometimes an agony. It's not always that easy. Some of us go through life and it's hard. It's tough. Some of you have grown up and you're like wonder, why God, why? Just save me from all of this stuff. It refers to a military fight. And it's also talking about training and a competing of, in, in athletics. It's all these words. I mean, watching guys getting cramps and, and pushing through you know, that, that moment where guys say, like, you, you, you just got to push through when you run and you exercise and, you, and you're training for something. That's the word that is used. I have fought the good fight Yeah. The third crown that we see in James chapter 1 and Revelation 2.10 quickly. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. For when he has stood... You see, can you see the progression that, you, that you're looking at here? I mean, this is hard. These are trials. There's it, it, a, a trial that's happening here. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life. Which God has promised to those who love him. And then Revelation. Do not fear what you are about to suffer. What's he hear those words. None of us as Christians. Logan, do not fear what you're about to suffer tomorrow. You're not going to sleep tonight. Exactly. And then behold, the devil (laughs) is about to throw some of you into prison. That you may be tested and for 10 days you will have tribulation. Be faithful unto death and I will give you the crown of life. How many of the Afghan Christians are receiving crowns of life right now? Right now. I heard that they they said they're looking for some of these people. And if they don't come, they're going to start killing their kids, killing their families. Christians, if you don't come out now, we're going to start killing your family. What do you do? Do you realize that there is a crown of life? And this is to, for those to attain and is to proceed in God's, those that proceed in God's plan for your life while enduring trials. In other words, you continue in the midst of trials, in the midst of COVID, in the midst of hardship, in the midst of Bankruptcy, in the midst of a divorce, in the midst of whatever is happening. You continue. You endure. The believer who moves forward in God's call and assignment. In the face of difficulty, even martyrdom will receive this crown. I don't think... I have thought about martyrdom more than in the last year or two. We live in a country where that was not even a thing. I can't remember the last time somebody died for their faith in South Africa. But it's becoming, as the days the Bible says become more evil, it's becoming a reality. It's becoming a reality where you might need to die. Here's the amazing thing. The same word that is used for witness in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. he says, you will receive the Holy Spirit to be my witnesses in Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. That same word witness is martyr. <laughs> that's amazing. That's how, that's how Jesus sees us witnessing. To die. Die to myself. Die to my own little pettiness. Go speak to that person in clicks. No, I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm going to look like a dork. I'm going to say stupid things. I don't know what to say. Go do it. Be a martyr. Die to yourself. It's easy to say it. But when you get there, Lord, This is hard. I know I'm going to receive a crown of life. See, testing and trials are part of the Christian life. It should be understood that when when they are faced, when we are faced with tests and trials, many Christians, they turn back and do not continue on the path God has called them. I know of people that after, after two, three years, you know we we we've, we've tried this christian thing it's too hard you see we we, we i don't know some people get saved into a very naffy christianity some people we like no just come to jesus it's all going to be perfectly fine all ah, come on man it's going to be easy why are we lying to them Why are we lying to them? We should stop lying to them. It's sensationalism. We just bring a lot of people into the church and it looks beautiful. In six months time, those people can't stand it. It's too much. Why are we lying to them? It's going to be hard. Jesus says they're going to hate you because they hated me. We preach the gospel. That is not even in the Bible. I think we need to pick some of those things out of our Bibles. It's not there. It is there. It's there. But the rewards. The rewards. And I know that even in this lifetime, the Lord bless us. 30, 60 and 100 fold. He says even in this lifetime. Not just, not as, just in the life to come. The Crowns of life. John 16, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. John 15, 18, if the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. Paul writes to young Timothy at the end of his life. In to Timothy, he says this. You, however, know all about my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, my faith, my patience, my love, my endurance, my persecutions, my sufferings. What kinds of things happened to me in Antioch, Iconium and Lystra. The persecutions I have endured, yet the Lord rescued me from all of them. How on I one day as an old man be able to say to the young guys, I hope that you followed me. Not just in my faith. Not just in my teaching. But also that you saw my persecutions. You see the doorway to the next level towards fulfilling God's plan is to endure hardships and persecutions. Because he says it works an eternal weight of glory. What we're going through right now. Number four. Man I love this one. Philippians chapter 4. Verse 1, Therefore, my brothers, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved. There's a crown of joy. 1 Thessalonians 2.19 For what is our hope or joy or crown of boasting before our Lord Jesus at His coming? Is it not you? (laughs) There's this thing of this is a crown of joy. One day. Influencing others to righteousness. When we preach the gospel to our friends and our family. And we see that light go on in their lives. And they turn to Jesus. There's a crown of joy. Paul calls it you. He says you. You're my crown. You're a crown of joy. All the people that you've prayed for. And I want to I challenge you today. I want to challenge you today, this church. I want to challenge us that in the next year, each one reach one. Each one of us reach one person for Jesus. One. Think about one person. It might be that guy packing the rack in the pick and pay. It might be your father. It might be your cousin. It might be Somebody. It's a bit difficult with your families. Jesus even said a prophet is not always known in his own town. It's a bit harder with your families. But pray for somebody. Reach somebody for Jesus in this next year. Can we do that? What is today's date? Okay. So let's do this within a year. (laughs) Daniel writes this. Gabriel tells Daniel, he says this. Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens. And those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. The last crown that we receive. 1 Peter 5 verse 4. Do we have it? 1 Peter 5? Nothing. Okay. Okay. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfailing crown of glory. And that is when you fulfill your calling and finish the work that God gave you. It's the crown of glory. And this is the reward. Earthly crowns the Stephanos, like we saw right in the beginning, were made of vines. This crown is made out of pure glory that we will receive, each one of us. And then um, just like Peter's, just like Paul's crowns in 2 Timothy 4, 7 that we was, was available to all along for Christ appearing. This crown is also available to all who serve at the position and with the capacity that they were given. God's given you a position. God's given you a capacity. If it's to be a mom, then that's what you, that's what you need to do. Each one of us. Received a capacity. You've received the capacity in the deed. I promise you. It is not just the office of a pastor or an apostle. Although in this context, this is what they call to in this verse. But the application extends to all believers who become what God has created them to be. And they serve Him diligently in that position. Let's recap. And then we're going to pray. So the five crowns. The first one. Incorruptible crown for mastery over sin and the sin nature. nature. Crown of righteousness for living righteously in this world. The crown of life for enduring trials while proceeding in God's plan. The crown of joy for leading others to Christ and in righteousness. And then lastly, of glory for fulfilling your calling and finishing the work that God has assigned you to do. Let's pray. Father, we just want to some of us might have never seen we know that there's going to be a reward but Lord this makes it all so so vivid, so colorful and we we realize that we're not like a boxer boxing aimlessly. There are things that we do in this lifetime that will, that will result in one of these crowns, all five of them, or multiple crowns. You're the rewarder, God. You, ultimately, Jesus, you are our great reward. You are more than enough. We don't need crowns. But as we get these crowns and we see the elders throw down crowns, we want to throw down our crowns and say, you are worthy, Jesus. And maybe tonight you're sitting here, I don't know you. I don't want to assume but you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I would love to pray with you tonight. And you're sitting here and you're like, man, I've, I've not lived this Christian life at all. You can start today. You can start today. And run this race with endurance. I don't want to tell you. It's going to be hard sometimes. There's going to be hurdles. It's not going to be easy. But I want to say to you tonight. That it's so worth it. To run this race with Jesus. If it's anybody here. Just maybe just put up your hand quickly. So I can see. I would love to pray with you. jesus yeah thank you lord father i just pray for each person that we will run with endurance today father god it's hard it feels like we get tripped up in this race but i want to pray father for every single person those that have gone through difficult times that are still stuck in difficult times that we know that it works out an eternal weight of glory There are crowns of life and crowns of glory, incorruptible crowns, all of them, Lord, that we're running for. And ultimately, the biggest reward is you, Jesus, that we will spend eternity with you. Father, I pray for endurance for every person. Lord, to strengthen those hands that are weak right now, knees like we've heard that are weak tonight. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen.